Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it's Thursday. We're a couple days away here. Yeah. A few days away from the conference championships. Then we get a little bit of a lull. Mm-hmm. All those to, senior bowls I'll good go to stuff, the senior man. bowl, the pro bowl. They turned into that. American gladiators. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since I was seven. Actually, it would be a lot more fun to watch if it was like American Gladiators. Gla- There's a good Netflix special on American Gladiators. It was pretty good. I was working at Channel 6 in Johnstown. I was in college yeah. um, when American Gladiators started. And one of my jobs as a technician there was the, the companies would send the, the, the big roll of film. Okay. To you, old school, old yeah. school film, and you had to go through. And I would, I would have this machine. I'd put, the, I'd load the film onto the machine, and I would go through the the clips to find, figure out where the commercial breaks came in at, because they didn't tell you that. I don't know why they, oh wow, why okay. they couldn't have just one person telling everybody where the commercial breaks are and just put it on on the film when yeah, you send right, it out, when you get it, like and then everybody would have it. Right, right, yeah. right. But that was one of my jobs. So there were, you know, however many TV stations out there, there were. You know, one of me doing that for every TV station. As opposed just, to just having one person leaves the doing building, it. right? Okay. So one of the there first shows that I had to, um, um, it hadn't even come out yet. I'm doing it with American Gladiators. Oh wow! And I'm like watching this show, and I'm like, I, I wasn't supposed to watch the shows. I'm supposed to just zip. But you had to you yeah. get glued to it, right? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm like watching this. I'm like, this is pretty good. This is crazy. I'm enjoying yeah. this, you know. <laughs> and so I watched, I watched the entire first season, like you know, in a week. I'm just you know, <laughs> as I could fast working. forward through the commercial breaks, and you know, just. But I'm I'm working. But I was you know the stuff that interested me, I found interesting. But that would be more fun if they if they brought in Do like that J- kind of stuff, Joe right. Schmo in to, to you know run the gauntlet against T.J. Watt and, and, and <laughs> try Miles to block Garrett. Watt or something yeah. like that. Right, right. <laughs> I urge you to check the Netflix series out on it. It's like you know six or eight episodes, something yeah. like that. How it came about It's pretty crazy. But now put like I don't know Derek Henry yeah. up you on that thing. The, you win fan of the year, so you get to go to the Pro Bowl. Right, and... <laughs> you get like those pillow polo things and bash each other over the head against that Derek Henry be, or that would Miles be entertaining. Garrett. Yeah, that's not a bad call. <laughs> More entertaining than the, the Pro Bowl itself. I don't even know what they do nowadays. Yeah. I know there's some kind of flag football event, and that's they get thing, a bunch but... of stuff, you know, throwing footballs, yeah, and tug, yeah. you know, tug of wars. It's like Battle of the Network Stars, you know, it's... which I liked as a kid, but <laughs> I'm done with that. But I am in the Senior Bowl, and I know you're going to be down there. I'll that's be down be cool there too. for the Senior Bowl, and and uh, we'll, we'll be doing shows from. I'll be doing shows. We'll be uh, from from there. Of course, you'll be involved mm-hmm. as well. We'll be remote, but that's, that's what all right. we do. Yeah. Um, the uh, NFL announcing its uh, finalists for the uh, the game or for the uh, major awards. Oh, did they? T.J. Watt, a finalist for the Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Joey Porter Jr., a finalist for Defensive Rookie of the Year. How many names go? Uh, five. Okay, five each. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I knew Watt would be one of the five. I wasn't yeah. certain about Porter, but glad he made it. I thought he's got a strong case. Surprisingly, um, so earlier this week, Watt won the uh, Committee of 101 Mm-hmm. AFC Defensive Player of the Year. They, yeah. they, they, the Committee of 101, which is... I didn't uh, know what that was. It's based yeah. in Kansas City. It's a, it's They started it back, you know, when the Chiefs were still in the AFL. 
and it was 101 voters from oh okay uh, around the country uh, who were you know sports writers. Um, so Watt won that. Micah Parsons was the winner in the yeah, NFC. NFC. And then the uh, Pro Football Writers announced their Defensive Player of the Year earlier this week, uh, and they named Miles Garrett. Did they? Okay. I missed all this. Okay. I knew that he won the 101 thing, and I yeah. wasn't real sure what it was. Is that his third time winning it? That's that, his third time won that one, yeah. Wow. And that they break those into AFC, NFC. Yeah. I have a feeling this would be a pretty even race. I mean, it, I think it should be Watt. It should I, be Watt. Yeah. If people were paying attention, it, it was Watt. Right. Over the, the final seven weeks, and eight if you count the playoffs, uh, Miles Garrett had 24 tackles and one sack. Wow. That's, like the whole, half, that's half, half a season. season. Yeah. That's half a season. Yeah, that's a big stretch. You know, and I was watching one of the games late in the season, and one, you know, the reporter comes on, she's talking to Miles Garrett. And, you know, the people are talking about your so called uh, sack drought. It's not so called. When you have one sack over an eight over a two month period, that's a drought. That's a drought. If you don't get a hit in twenty at bats, that's a drought. I mean, these are just so numbers, called. right? Right. These aren't made up things. You know, like boy, you're yeah, you've you've missed you know a couple throws here and there. No, you're on a drought. You're yeah. in a drought. Yeah. You didn't get to the quarterback. It, yeah, I just you I don't know. think anybody else has great candidacies either, though. You know, Parsons right. or Bosa or any of the linebackers. I know you've mentioned Crosby. I think that's as good as any. But man, I, I think TJ's numbers. Are clearly the and best. the consistency at which he did it over yeah. the course of the season, it wasn't like it was. Oh, he had a bunch in the, in the final six weeks, or mm-hmm. he started off really hot, which he did. But he was hot the whole year. Mm-hmm. So I forget his name, and it's kind of off topic. But the Toledo corner that is coming out yeah. this year, I think Mitchell's his last name. I'm bad with names, yeah. still. But he had four picks in one game, and I was watching some highlights. It was like me or you throwing him the ball. Yeah. Like that's you know that's not the case with what you know. I'm mean, like you should feast on the bad tackles, of course. But then, of course, you get doubled and tripled and all those type of things. Well, that was kind of you my know? argument with like right. Khalil Mack when people were talking about Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's had yeah. a great year. We had eight sacks or whatever it was, six sacks in one game. Maybe tortured somebody. Yeah. Right, right. No, I'd rather have them spread out. Right. You want it to be consistent over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so speaking of consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'd love to see Porter win it. I don't think he will. I don't think he will either. I, it's, I mean, people I think Watt is definitely a better yeah. chance than Porter. So I was looking at this here, and I just wanted to go over this as we kind of wrap up the season here. A lot of times, if the Steelers have a bad penalty game, mm-hmm. the first thing you hear about it, well, this is such an undisciplined team. Undisciplined team. team. Yeah. Undisciplined team. Meanwhile, they, overall, they're the team, right? over the course of the season, they're one of the least penalized teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we'd look here at... Let's not get... Let, don't let the facts get in the way of a no, good story. No, never, right? never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought we'd go over the number of uh, penalties... And okay. Who, who had them this year? Okay. Um, There's some sites out there that have all this stuff laid out, and right, it's pretty cool. So Porter led the team in penalties this year mm-hmm. with eight. Yes. Um, he had four pass interferences, three pe- uh, defensive holding penalties, two face masks, uh, two defensive offsides, and one illegal use of the hands. I know that doesn't add up to eight. I said, that doesn't add up to eight. Three of those were declined. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Is that how they have it laid out? Yeah. Uh, so really, it was eleven. Overall flags that he had. That he drew. But eight were accepted. accepted. Okay. Which um, is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. His position and ask what he's done. It lends itself. Lends itself to yeah. it. Same but thing I think with offensive needs... linemen. Absolutely. Particularly the tackles. And if a tackle followed Miles Garrett around, it would be harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, Patrick Peterson was second. Uh, he had three illegal contacts, two defensive offsides, one defensive pass interference, one face mask, 
But he played the most defensive snaps on the team this mm-hmm. year. I think pretty much by far. Yeah. Not, I forget who was second, but it, Peterson was clearly one. Yeah, because a lot of the other guys around Missing him were hurt. here and there. Yeah. Right. I mean, Minka, the guys that play every snap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Watt had four, two roughing the passers, uh, five total. Uh, one or two defensive offsides and one unsportsmanlike conduct. Okay, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, and the unsportsmanlike conduct I remember was for taking his helmet off after he had recovered a fumble to end the game against. I can't remember what team it was, but it sealed the game. It sealed from what the, I sealed like the it game. Didn't even, he took his helmet off. The penalty didn't influence the, field. the yeah. game at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he had Connor Hayward with four. About a couple of those were on special teams. He had five overall. Three were for offensive holding. Mm. One illegal formation. One false start. Well, the illegal formation isn't necessarily his fault either. Right. I mean, like, remember Chooks got the illegal formation yeah. because someone didn't line next to times, him? Yeah. A couple of times, right? That wasn't him. He lined up at right tackle. Uh, George Pickens had four. Uh, one for unnecessary roughness, one illegal shift. I should count it. He had five. Okay. Uh, one of these was offsetting. Uh, an unnecessary roughness, an illegal shift, an unsportsmanlike illegal blindside block, which I thought was kind of. I remember Cheesy. that one. That was yeah. not a great call, right? It won for taunting. Okay. Also, in terms of the Steelers' skill position players, he played by far the most. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. Uh, then you had Chooks. He had five overall. Um, wait, Two no, he had, his fault. He had uh, four pre-snap, five overall. Uh, so he had four holding, one, uh, two false starts, and two illegal formations. That's actually, I don't know where they're getting this number. That's That's eight. Um, okay, three plus five that were declined, I should okay, say. Okay, five were declined. Yeah, there we go. i got to read these right. So you mentioned the pre-snap stuff. I forget where they landed. You'd probably remember better than me, but they were like near the top of the league in terms of fewest pre-snap yeah. penalties. They, like I that mean, might that shock people. wasn't a problem. Right, right. Uh, Deontay Johnson had um, five overall. Was it five? No, four overall. Um, taunting, illegal motion, offensive pass interference, and a false start. But then we're not, you know. Uh, These aren't egregious stuff, though. No, right? Miles Killebrew had three. Uh, Dan Moore. Everybody's everybody's wants to replace, get a replace right Dan Moore. Yeah, yeah, He had four penalties all year. It'd be different if he had ten holding calls yeah, or whatever. He had three right? holding penalties and one unnecessary roughness penalty. And that one came in the in the against Seattle in the in the finale on a I think a point after. Oh, it was it was a special teams. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy guy like pushed him in the face and he pushed him back and he got the unnecessary roughness mm-hmm. call. Okay, which really didn't affect you. Starting game, left tackle, running the gauntlet of players that he played against. Yeah, and I think that's he, a surprisingly good number. He, I think he was credited with allowing eight sacks for the season. For the season, okay. And he had three holding penalties. I wonder how much the Chiefs tackles had in penalties. Oh, you know? <laughs> Juwan Ta- Taylor was nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. Nineteen I'm penalties. Trying to put it in perspective. And he's the right tackle. He's the right tackle. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the highly paid one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking at this. Uh, Mason Cole, like, th- three four, penalties. Okay. Um, Broderick Jones, three penalties. One was for ineligible downfield, like mm-hmm. that, uh, that kind of stuff. That's sometimes just a timing. Thing. James Daniels had two. And those guys played a lot of those snaps. Those guys played a ton of snaps. All those old linemen. Uh, I'm looking here. Where's Sayamalu at? I don't know if he was. Is he like nowhere to be found? He had two. Two penalties all year. A false start and an offensive offside. He didn't have a holding penalty all season. He had the goofy offsides on the field goal. Right. That was that's, that was one of the ones on a, on a field goal attack. <laughs> right. That he aligned wrong. That supposedly. was the offensive offside penalty. I mean, yeah. overall, I mean, I look at that and I'm like, that's pretty good. I, I would run that back. If you told me that they would match those numbers next year, I'd be like, great. I'd take that all yeah. day long. 
You'd like to see Porter clean it up a little, but he yeah, was a rookie with the, the hardest job of all. One of the guys that we're talking about, and he's playing this weekend, um, you know. Sneed? Sneed. Yeah. He's 13. Yeah, he's got a bunch, too. I mean, he's, he does the same thing. He's he follows really ones yeah. and he's grabbing. You yeah. follow ones and, you're, you know, that happens, um, especially when you're following, you know, the other team's one. Of course. I'd rather give up five yards on a, on a defensive holding hold than you know, yeah, if you're something beat, down right. the field. You're you know? not going to be perfect. You're going to no. get beat. Right. So wouldn't shock me if he's a leader again next year. I mean, that, that absolutely could happen. If you're going to play a lot of press coverage, that's mm-hmm. going to lend itself to that as well. Yeah. Or if they draft a corner in the first round, he might be the leader next yeah. year. You know, that type of thing. It's just a tough gig. You know, and rookie corners are going to get thrown at. Yeah. I just think overall that, you know, th- those numbers. They're not as bad I, as people think. I mean, you know, you often, like, I'm, I can remember when Killebrew, he had a couple of those penalties. He had a fair catch interference and a running into the kicker, I believe mm. it was, in the same game. And people were all over him. The next week I was talking to him, he said, I was getting texts from people, that, you know, to kill myself. Like, what's wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people? Right. Or, boy, Danny Smith needs to get rid of him, or he doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. Like, come on, man. He's I an all-pro all all pro special pro teamer. Special teamer. He's been phenomenal at it his whole career. Yeah. Okay, he said two mistakes. Get over it. It happens. Uh, let me, you know, when I, I I was surprised myself at the no, the few number of penalties that Dan Moore had. Yeah, that one's maybe the most alarming, or even the O line as a whole, considering all those guys played the majority of the league. Yeah, this like it was it was a lot. So I, I wanted to and go even and, Broderick. I mean, considering you're a rookie offensive tackle, it's kind of like the Porter conversation, right? You'd think that would be a higher number too. So I wanted to go and look here and see. I, I know people keep bringing up the. Um, Dan Moore, they got to replace Dan Moore. That that's a uh, that's a problem spot. I'm like, I I need to I need to look at where he ranks because they they often quote Pro Football Focus. On mm-hmm. this. Well, he he was rated really low in Is Pro he? Football I, Focus. I, I don't know. So I wanted to take a look here. I think he's a good run blocker. Yes, I, I mean, yeah. one thing I do know, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but their most productive runs came or to the left to the left yeah. tackle side. Right, right, right. Not up the middle, or not. You know, they were on le- over left tackle. So I wanted to look here and see where he rates. Oh, there's Falele at a 48.7. Ouch. Yeah. Um, Just amongst all tackles? Amongst them, all tackles. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to find that here. Uh, because, again, I you have to – I should – what I should do is do this by – limit these by snap counts. Oh, because all the guys that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I know what you're Minimum – yeah, there we go. I want uh, – let's go 50%. That, that there you go. That's it down fair. A little bit. Okay. I never so, know how to you know, filter those, but the guys below him, he's seventh from the bottom. Okay. Out of how many qualifiers? Uh, that played fifty uh, percent. I don't even know here. Uh, looks like there's a, a decent number. Okay. Yeah. Uh, seventy-three. Uh, no, wait. Uh, that's that's not the number. Uh, that's their number. Uh, but so you got Blake Re- Blake Freeland. These are guys that played at least five hundred snaps. Okay. Uh, Jaron Christensen, Jawan Taylor, who should mm. be at the bottom. Wow, yeah. I mean, and he's making a ton of they money. They gave him a lot of money. All the penalties that he had. He still he gave up five sacks. I assume they factor in penalties. Yeah. If they don't, it's insane. They they should, yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, Terrence Steele with Dallas. Mm. Anton Harrison. Rookie. Rookie, uh, who made the, the one of those lists we were talking about. He was on somebody's. Yeah, he edged out Jones on one yeah. of them. Yeah. He was really good, was he? Uh, their, their whole line was bad. I yeah. didn't think he was good at all. Uh, Mackay Becton and then Dan Moore. Just ahead of him was, was that Donovan, overall grade? Yeah, was Donovan Smith. Broderick Jones, they had rated ninth. 
Overall. Overall. From the and top. From the bottom. Oh, from the bottom. From the okay. bottom. Huh. I don't think that quite adds up. I mean, there's a lot of bad tackle play in the league, and I don't think that either are that low. Well, this I mean, goes back to, to some degree, what we always talk about with pro football focus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one guy essentially grading the Steelers. I assume. He may not grade the game like you grade the game yeah, or like I grade the game. Does, yeah, or the Bears guy or whatever, right. Yeah. I, I They should, rev, you know, move those around. You know, like you should get different teams every week. I don't know if they do or not. I have no clue. Yeah, I'm just looking here at, at uh, you know. Or does someone rank all the tackles or does someone do all the – Wide receivers, you know. So Dan, apples to apples. Even by their metrics, Dan Moore gave up eight sacks and eight quarterback hits for the season in over a thousand snaps. And I say that's not that bad. I mean, it's not the top of the league or anything. It's no, like Walter Jones, but it's not. When you bad. also then factor in who he faced. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Especially <laughs> start the season, right? Yeah, Hendrickson twice, Garrett twice, mm-hmm. uh, Crosby. Right. I mean, the Ravens Bosa. have the most sacks in yeah. the league. Uh, Henderson, you said, yeah. I mean, Crosby, yeah, you mentioned all the ones at the beginning. There was like a three- or four-week stretch of the, the best. Yeah, even the guy, Greenard in Houston, oh, he had, had 12 really and year. a half. He yeah. had a great year, yeah. And Will Anderson, the other side, had a really good year. Yeah, so, so No, I, he faced a good group, really good group. I, you know, I, I look at that, and I'm like, how can you, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't make, uh, and of all the guys on this list here, if I just do it by pass blocking, mm-hmm. they got him rated last. Really? I mean, I do think he's a better run blocker than pass blocker. I'll agree with him there. I don't think he's Anthony Munoz, but I think he's better than the worst tackle that played 500 snaps. I mean, I'm looking here at Mekhi Becton. Mekhi mm-hmm. Becton gave up 12 sacks wow. and eight hits on 985 snaps, and they have him rated way ahead. That's four more sacks? Four more sacks. And, and the same number snaps, of hits. Though. And a, lot, and a less, lot less snaps. Like half the snaps. Yeah. Well, 100, 100 less. 100 basically. less. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize he played that, that much. He's, he's hitting free agency this year. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I'm curious what he means. You know, uh, here's another one. Equiwanu. Everybody loves Equiwanu. 11 sacks, nine quarterback hits. You're talking about Icky from the yeah. Panthers? Oh, he had a terrible year. Yeah. But he, his pass blocking grade, according to this, was 67.4. How many sacks do you allow? Eleven. Eleven. Oh, wow. Some sacks allowed isn't. Gospel. It's not necessarily a quarterback. Yeah. It's, it's more. The, it's, it can also be a quarterback. It can also be a quarterback stat. stat, and it's also hey, this stunt. Somebody comes clean, and I should have got him. You should have got him. I don't think they're gospel, but even if you're one off on each guy. Becton makes no sense at all if you play noticeably less snaps and have. What four more sacks allowed? Okay, know? so here's here's Orlando Brown Jr. Hmm. He gave up seven sacks, seven quarterback hits, so one each more or fewer than, yeah, yeah. than what Moore did. He gave up forty five quarterback hurries. Moore gave up forty. Really? He gave up fifty nine quarterback pressures, whatever they want to consider that. Moore mm-hmm. gave up fifty six, and yet Orlando Brown Jr.'s grade is twenty points higher, like noticeably higher, noticeably like higher, just pass blocking. Just curious why you have it there. Who are the very best? And did anybody allow like zero sacks? Um, or one sack? The guys who played, okay, well, there you go. Uh, the guys who played more than 50% of the mm-hmm. snaps, I believe, is what I, yeah, 50% of 1,306 snaps. Uh, the guy who did not allow a sack was Trent Williams. I say, did but Williams allow that, him all year? You yeah. know how many? He, get, he had nine penalties this year. I remember he had to get penalized a fair amount, but still, okay. 
I mean, so there's a couple that are at zero or one. Yeah. Or, you know. Panay Sewell gave up one. That adds up. I yeah. mean, they're the best out there. Uh, Taylor Moten gave up one. And Alaric Jackson, surprisingly, gave up one. Wow. Who's Alaric Jackson play for? Uh, looks like the Rams, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Their line over overperformed. I think some of that Stafford too, though. Yeah. And McVeigh. Huh, interesting. But some of that stuff just doesn't add up. No, like, again, I like pro football focus, and I quote them, and I learn stuff from them. I go to their site just about every day. But there is some stuff when you start citing the grades that I don't understand or just yeah. doesn't add up. Maybe I don't explain those a little bit. Yeah, maybe and they should have, like, a huge glossary, me, this is what we do, or I don't know. Maybe they don't want to see how the sausage is made. Shouldn't it be graded kind of on it? I mean, these are just tackles. Mm-hmm. Isn't it harder to play left tackle than right tackle? Generally speaking, generally speaking, yeah, less than it used to be, especially less than protection. It used to be, but yeah. you you typically have a tight end on the strong side, mm-hmm. and usually you're facing a better pass rusher. Yeah, and your quarterback can't see it coming. Can't see it coming, too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Unless he happens to be a Tua, you know. Yeah. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting. No, it is. Uh, let's get to a break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, looking here, uh, Ken Patra on uh, NFL.com mm-hmm. put out a list of unsung heroes oh, fun. of the okay. 2023 season. One, one overlooked surprise contributor from each AFC team, and then he also did the NFC team. Okay. So I thought we'd go through yeah, this Yeah, that's here. fun. Uh, for the Steelers, it is one Joey Porter Jr., Okay. I can see the general public just not realizing how big a contributor he was. I don't think was. they did. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, partially because he didn't start off as a day one starter, but he also didn't have a ton of splash plays, you know, huge takeaways yeah. or pick sixes. Had, but a big one against, had a big one against the Ravens. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I mean, I think we had this conversation a while back, you know, like T.J. Watt was a team MVP, but who's second? Like, Porter's in the mix. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's absolutely in the mix. And just as a reminder to everybody, that was basically a straight-up trade. Chase Claypool for Joey Porter Jr. That's how it ended up, yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> highway robbery. Yeah. Uh, here's what he says. Uh, the Steelers brought Joey Porter Jr. along slowly well, well, with the rookie not making his first start until week eight. He didn't make his first start until and week wasn't eight. on the field for snap number one. But he was playing like 50 snaps a game mm-hmm. in like the three games before that. Yeah, I was going to say, the first month or so was like 10 snaps, 15 snaps, yeah. 18. After the first month, after September, yeah. it, it really started to ramp up a more lot. and more and, and more. And he started following ones. Yeah. Like, when was Tennessee? I, mean, I think that was the first one, when he started following Hopkins. Yeah. Well, here's that. So... In nine of his 11 starts, he ended up starting 11 games. So I don't know where this week eight... Stuff came from. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where that's. That, that's nineteen games. That's nineteen games. Yeah. Okay. So his his math doesn't quite <laughs> add up a little bit there. Uh, here's who he played. Here's here's who he faced. Uh, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Romeo Dobbs, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, Marquise Brown, T. Higgins, D. K. Metcalf, and Rashad Bateman. And Packers really didn't have a one for him to follow at the time. Yeah. Same with Bateman. You know, at the yeah. end, I mean, it wasn't a, a case where there was a clear one for him to shadow, or he would have. Of that group. Only Metcalf generated 40-plus total receiving yards when covered by by Porter. Wow. 
Yeah, he had a good game against Porter. I mean, yeah. not in the end, but he, and a lot of that came on one on one mm-hmm. catch down the field. It was yeah, a broken play. Exactly. Um, as injuries, That's pretty mo- remarkable. Yeah, though. forty is the most. A physical corner, Porter forced a tight window throw on over half of his man coverage targets this season, eighteen, which was tied for the most in the NFL. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he also it's allowed extreme a minus sixteen point oh target EPA this season. Wow. The fourth fewest by a rookie cornerback in the next gen era. Wow, wow. I mean, that's sauce, and some of these guys yeah. have been phenomenal right off the bat. Wow, it's a remarkable season. It really is. I mean, it's especially consider what was asked of him. You know, I mean, with all respect to Sauce, who's awesome, he's a left right guy. You know, yeah. he didn't follow. You know, I mean, he was awesome as a rookie, but he didn't follow, and he's a great player. But to follow number one, you know, Diggs and Adams and all those dudes, Nuke. I mean, these are. I can't think guys. of any other rookie in recent memory. I know not in Steelers' memory that yeah. it's been asked to do that. Yeah, I say it's not a rookie thing. Rookies are usually who you want in your IDP fantasy league. Right. People throws at him a million times <laughs> and they get a bunch of tackles. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing about this was he's following number one receivers, mm-hmm. and typically you target the rookie. Mm-hmm. And opponents didn't do that. And a whole you typically lot. throw to the number one receivers. Yeah. You know, right? So I think he got targeted a fair amount early, but then you quit early in games sometimes, yeah. and then. I'm sure you watch the tape after he's been out there for three or four weeks and like he's Can't really good. Yeah. He's really good, right? I mean, his length is crazy. Too. It's, it's insane. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I know they're gonna be in the cornerback market. I bet it's gonna be somebody that kind of looks like yeah. him. You know, and, at least and they, the same they mold. I, you know, they have Trice two guys that look and, like yeah, that. Yeah. And Trice, you know, so uh, Trice and Rush are both similar. Yeah, you know, they're not five eleven. Yeah, guys, Trice is know, actually like, bigger. Right. If they walk through the door, you think Trice is yeah. You know, he is a bigger person. Rush isn't. Much smaller. No, I haven't seen him in person like Joey. You know, like in street clothes. Yeah, he's six one ish. Yeah, rush. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know he's long arms. So I mean, you got yeah. two of those guys now. If you can add, I, I get it. That's yeah, the first to, round pick, second round pick, something like I, that. Right. When I'm, you know, if I'm looking at cornerbacks in the offseason here for the Steelers mm-hmm. in the draft, ideally, I want the cornerback that I draft, even if it's in the first round. Yeah, I want him to be somebody who has either played. In the slot at some point in his career, yeah. But has also played outside, mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. But I want that. I want that kind of combination. I want a guy who's who because if if one of those other guys hits, they haven't played a lot in the slot. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. So I want to have that covered. Okay, well this guy's better. Mm-hmm. We got to get him on the field somewhere. Well, we can put him out there in the slot, and you know it's not a problem. Like everyone knows, the Browns have a talented defense, but they really don't have a slot corner. War they, Newsom's been asked to play the slot a yeah. lot, and he's like the six one, one ninety edge yeah. guy. But they have three of them, and it's a good problem to have. You right. have three really good corners, but they're not you know as versatile. You know? Yeah, and. The, I've, done, I've done more corner homework since we had a corner conversation. The Gene's clearly number one for me still. Yeah. I mean, like, and he can do that. He's played this a lot, yeah. And, and Kool-Aid doesn't as much, but the other Bama the guy The other Bama does. guy does, yeah. yeah. And he's nasty near the line of scrimmage and a blitz and things like that. But they're not little Mike Hilton types either. No, I, and that's, that's what I would be interested in. Yeah, yeah. You know, I if I could get another corner guy, and then if I have an injury... On one, to one of the outside guys, mm-hmm. well, I can always bump that guy outside, and he can play out there. Not to mention, like, or he can be the out starting outside corner. Oh, we go yeah. to our nickel or dime. He bumps inside. It's what the Ravens do with Mar- Marlon Humphrey. At least they yeah, used to. Yeah, he plays a lot. Yeah. Of slot. That's why he's been a big loss for them, actually. But you know, speaking of Ravens, maybe Ravens week, DeGene plays 
Andrews. Right. You know what I mean? Or Kelsey. Because he's got or that kind Kincaid, of size, yeah. You know, like, I mean, one of these smaller move tight ends, maybe you follow him with a big slot-type corner. Yeah. Know? So, um, anyways, look at some of these other guys. Yeah, who are the list. other names? I mean, uh, So, for the Ravens, it was Geno Stone. Good one. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he put up numbers, you know. Yeah. He's a free agent, by the way. He wouldn't be a terrible... He won't, be, he won't be a Raven again this year. I don't year. think he'll be a Raven, right? No. Uh, the Bills, it was Ed Oliver. That's kind of cheating. A yeah. Bit. Say he he's, starts. I mean, he's, he's been a first-round draft pick. Yeah, I think he has 10 sacks or something, yeah. too. I mean, he wasn't real <laughs> sneaky. Good year. Yeah. Uh, for the Bengals, it was Cam Taylor Britt. Mm, I think they're happy with him. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, Awuzie is a free agent. I'm starting to think of the free agents more and more. I wonder with, like, Taylor Britt and their other guys, if he'll even be back, Awuzie, who's been good. Yeah. Uh, for... Cleveland, this is kind of cheating to it. Jeremiah Woso Koromoa. I think he's a great player. I mean, he didn't pick Miles Garrett, gladly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on your audience. This is NFL.com. Right, I get it. I yeah. mean, if my mom or dad went there, they wouldn't know JOK is, yeah. but you know, we do. Uh, for Denver, Quinn Miners. Mm, I like him too. He's played really well. Yeah, I mean, loved guard, him. Guard, not center, but yeah. Loved him in the draft. Yeah, he's playing guard, but mm-hmm. um, he's really good. He's been really good, yeah, yeah. as advertised. Uh, for Houston, the aforementioned Jonathan Greenard. Great one. He had a right. great season. Great season. He's also hitting free agency. Yeah. He's going to be expensive, but they have a they ton have of the money. money. They have the money to keep him. Yeah, they yeah. got to keep him. Yeah. So I heard this little rumor that, that they're interested in Saquon Barkley in free agency. Imagine yeah. adding someone like that to that team. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's love to, to match. Uh, at 13, or I'm sorry, what am I saying? 13. It, 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 for Indianapolis, Kenny Moore. That's kind of cheating, too. Kenny cheating. Moore's been a good player for he a, has long, been. a long time. He's also hitting free agency. Yeah. 30 years old. Would you consider him? But he's one of the best I mean, he's, he's one of the best slots in the slot. league. He's a tough dude. I mean, he'd be helpful to any team. This secondary yeah. could use him. Um, but Indianapolis can also keep him. If they, they got all kinds they got of money. cash. Base. They got money, yeah. They're going to keep Pittman probably, but yeah. they don't have a lot else they have to do. Uh, this this one's also cheating as well. For Jacksonville, uh, Foye Aluakon. Yeah, he's a big numbers guy. Yeah. Okay, but, but you could dig, you could I mean, definitely dig a little they deeper on. Paid this. him huge in free agency. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was. Oh, hey, look at that guy. Right, right. Uh, for the Chiefs, Drew Drew Tranquil. Mm. Well, that's a good one. That's a real good one. I mean, because they have Willie Gay Jr., they have Bolton, and Tranquil's in the mix as much as those guys. Yeah. Did they sign him to a long term deal? Up after the deal, I was going to say, I think, he, almost he certain. Signed, he's I know up. he was, signed last year. And I doubt that they I signed. I think it was a one year deal because he was one of those many linebackers that were kind of hovering out there. Because he's got Quan Alexanderish yeah. yeah traits. He does. He would be a real good fit. That would be one kind of that I'd be. Yeah. Like that would be not. one I'd be because that's where they used him in Kansas City, and he was mm-hmm. very. If you, know. you remember, they drafted Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin yeah. a year ago too. So they're they got a lot of linebackers. I and they got to sign. Sneed and Chris Jones, right? And you know, like he could hit the market. He's twenty eight, sure. so yeah, you know. a two year deal. But he had seventy eight tackles, four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. I mean, that's what he'd be a real for. good fit. Yeah, yeah. I like Tranquil. Uh, for the Raiders, Malcolm Kuntz. Yeah, he's been good and edge guy for people who don't yeah. know. Yeah, he's opposite Crosby. Yeah, he's everything that Tyree Wilson wasn't this year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like they they didn't want Kuntz to play as many snaps as he did. Yeah. Uh, for the Chargers, Aloe Gilman. Also an interesting free agent to be from a team that has no money. I don't think he's great, but safety for people that don't know him, I and mean, he's not a well-known yeah. name, but he's a quality player. Yeah. I mean, he'd be nice next to Minka, you know? Yeah, he's fine. He played with Derwin James. He knows how to yeah, play with yeah, a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, it's a little different playing next to a star like that than it is playing. The Clark-Palomalu dynamic yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's, yeah, right, right, that's right. always difficult to, yeah. to do. 
for the Dolphins, Andrew Van Ginkle. Yeah, they missed him. He was one of those oh, yeah. late injuries. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of their Ninkovich edge guy, but can also play some linebacker, quality player. They could have used him big time at the end. Yeah, the Patriots is kind of cheating here as well. It's Christian Barmore. Oh, he's like a star in the making. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not— He was wreaking havoc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Jets is cheating. It's former first-round draft pick, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean come up with somebody. Yeah, good, say, he's come on. part of the rotation, yeah. but still, he's— Quality player too. They could have gone with the other pass rusher. Uh, who am I thinking of? The they had a couple depth. Oh, uh, the one that's really light. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't think Huff. of his name. Huh, yeah, Huff. Yeah. I mean, he's like a two hundred thirty pound fastball only. Interesting player though. Yeah. Uh, for the Titans, Tajay Spears. Yeah, I can see that. So I, once a week, I do locked on dynasty, and one, and one of the questions we had this week was, who's this year's Kyron Williams? And Spears was one of my picks. Yeah. It was like Chase Brown, Spears was the name I came up with, and Zamir White from the Raiders. You know, yeah. like finally getting off. Everybody else is gone. Everybody else is gone. <laughs> Mid round pick. I mean, it's not Bijan. I mean, guys that are kind of yeah, not well known. But Spears could really be. I'd like to have Spears over on the uh, NFC side of things. Yeah. For the Cardinals, this is kind of cheating as well. James Conner. Guy's been to a Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, mean, I do think he's underrated. I think so as well, but, but come on. Again, if we <laughs> he's asked. He's been to a Pro Bowl. He's not unsung. Yeah. <laughs> and if we asked, you know, uh, uh, someone that sort of pays attention but doesn't to name 10 Cardinals. He'd be one. He'd be one. Yeah. And maybe that couldn't even get to 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Atlanta, Calais Campbell. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's like one of the biggest named guys in the 37 team. 37 years old. He was, he was, also, he was Walter Payton <laughs> former, Man of yeah, the Year. Former, right? former Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah. Uh, it be a good year. For the Panthers, Adam Thielen. I mean, he, he, this is not digging real deep. No. Here. They probably don't have many candidates, but yeah. I mean, he had a really good year. Leads the team receiving. I mean, I thought we'd have like backup tight ends. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, for the Bears, T.J. Edwards. Mm. That's actually a good one because yeah. they spent money on him and Edmonds. And he was kind of the Robin, you know, yeah. but he had a really good year for them. And their defense got a lot better throughout the season. For the Cowboys, Jake Ferguson. Yeah. I uh, saw this. I think I showed it to you. He had the most end zone targets of any tight end. Dak loves those not super athletic tight end <laughs> Schultz types and feeds him the ball. And he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, for the Lions, this is a good one. Aleem McNeil. Yeah, real good one. He's turned into a. I don't say star, but he's turned into a foundational player for them. When their defense was struggling against the against the run, yeah, in that little stretch there in the middle, yeah. it was when he was out. It was when he was out. Right? Now he's back, and the defense looks pretty pretty yeah. stout again I mean, against the run. They're a top five run defense. Yeah, and he's a big reason why. Uh, for, he's a great example of like why you draft a project in round yeah. two. You know, he was all traits and heart, but this didn't have technique, and then uh, he got the technique. Yeah, uh, for the Packers, Zach Tom. Yeah, that's a good one too. I mean. They have a long history of finding mid-round offensive linemen and developing them. They're almost like the Steelers with wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, for the Rams, Kobe Turner. Yeah, I mean he was in the he's in the mix he, for he might rookie win, of the year. Yeah, yeah. might right. win defensive rookie of the year. Probably should. Yeah, it's a pretty strong case. Yeah. He kind of uh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, for the Vikings, Josh Metellus. Yeah, he's kind of their big safety. Dime linebacker. Yeah, does you a know, little bit of everything. Always on the slot. field. Yeah, slot, blitzer, plays the run. Uh, they got a lot out of him. Yeah. Like, uh, he's a perfect – they should have they should have 32 of those guys like yeah, that. He's a perfect right. example of that. Um, for the – Blue guys. The Saints, Carl Granderson. 
Okay. I didn't realize he had a great year or not. But he had eight and a half sacks. Did he? Okay. So and they need some younger guys to step up on the defense front. Um, for the Giants, Bobby Okereke. Yeah, that's a good signing, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, he's not phenomenal, but he was part of that linebacker class we talked about last year. You know, at free agency, there was 10 or 12 of them, and he was successful. This is really cheating here. For the Eagles, place kicker Jake Elliott. Come on, man. Oh, you couldn't man. find somebody on the Eagles that, that... Trying to think who's a better candidate, but, I mean, the year didn't go so well. I mean, it wasn't... That is cheating, though. I mean, he's it's a kicker. He's a and kicker. He's been a good kicker. And he's a really good kicker. Yeah. And he's the top three kicker in the league, basically. <laughs> and has. And it's not like he came out. Like, if you pick the, the Cowboys kicker, I'd kind of get it. Yeah. And he came out of nowhere. You know, this guy's been the Pro Bowls, I assume. Yeah. I mean, he's led the league in points. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I think he led the league in points two years ago because I was surprised that I got him. In mm, our fantasy, fantasy draft, I drafted him. I'm like, yeah. why is he still there? He should be like right with that. I had like one of the last yeah. picks. I'm like, everybody mm-hmm. else had picked their their pick kickers. I'm like, I don't think I drafted a kicker. I think I picked him up after the draft. Really? And he was still there. I'm like, he shouldn't be there. He's one of the best ones, yeah. Uh, San Francisco, again, cheating. Eric Armstead. Yeah, first-round pick. There should making be rules big here. Money. No, yeah. for, no former first-round draft picks. Yeah, there's enough to pick from, I'm sure, yeah. off that team. I mean, one of their O-linemen not named Trent Williams, you know. <laughs> Would have been a good— They're, like, one of the best offenses in the yeah. league. They had something to do with it. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, for the Seahawks, Boye Mafe. Yeah, nice step in year two. You know, I think we both liked him coming out of school. Yeah. A, he'd been a good fit for a Steeler edge, a little undersized for a 4-3. But he was probably their best pass rusher when it was all said and done. Cheating here for Tampa Bay. Vita Vea. He's like Come. their best player. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like picking Worfs or Evans. <laughs> the Steelers, unsung hero, T.J. Watt. <laughs> yeah, right. Or Cam Hayward. I mean, like, I mean, Vita Vea is a top 10 defensive tackle and, like, always has been. That's not unsung. No, not at all. Uh, for the Commanders, uh, Sam Cosme. Okay. Yeah, he's coming along okay. Yeah. I mean, they probably were a tough team to pick from. Sure they were. Yeah. Um, he's three were. years in. I didn't love him coming out. I didn't but... either. Um, they moved him to guard, and it seems to be working well for him. As I was going to say, I think the move to guard has helped, but he's built more like a tackle. I think yeah. he's a tight end turned tackle, now turned guard, but yeah, he's found a home at least. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that is the list that uh, Ken pa- Kevin Patra came up with uh, from NFL.com. Could have dug a little deeper. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. I mean, I mean even good... Porter was – you could have went a little Kind of chalky, there. yeah. Like a, a Landon Roberts. A Landon Roberts would have been a good like choice yeah. for the Steelers. But it, like that level of guy, should if you had 32 of them, that would have been – you know, really digging and doing your job thoroughly. Yeah, Eric Rowe. I yeah, mean, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> someone like that. I mean, we could we could come up with. I mean, this is the team that we you know we spend the most of time course. covering. But uh, I could come up with a bunch of. Really I mean, even Jalen Warren. Yeah, or oh, somebody yeah. like that. I mean, I mean, he's considered a backup. I mean, people know him because he's in their fantasy leagues. But yeah, I, I mean, I think Roberts is the perfect guy. Yeah. I mean, or, I mean, if you really want to get crazy, Armani Watts or somebody like yeah, that right. that's, you know, bottom of the roster types. I mean, nobody would read the article if it was a bunch of Armani <laughs> Watts stuff. But, <laughs> like, I am not clicking on NFC. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get to another break. He is the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, Steeler fans. You can... Check it. Uh, no, you don't want to check out Yin's chats. Uh, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> They're all over I'm the place. all discombobulated. No, it's uh, gear up with the latest Steelers sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. At one of the official Steelers Pro Shops, are located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tangaraz Outlets. 
or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. We should just stop and do that all over again. <laughs> go hit a, the outlets, folks. This, That's yeah, the bottom there line. There you go. And, and check out shop.steelers.com. This is one of the, you know, we have these conversations in between breaks. Right. And I just forget what I was going to do. Like, oh, we're <laughs> oh, coming no, we gotta back. Come i got to get that read up. Um, Pull back the curtain a little bit. And sometimes the conversations that we have off camera or off mic are even better than the ones we do. Sometimes they're more colorful. Well, they're always more colorful. There's no doubt about that. Just imagine that, folks, all the stuff you're missing. Yeah, right. Um, so we got a couple of uh, coaching hires. Yeah. It's the the, the, uh, the dominoes are starting to fall here. They're starting to fall. We're done yeah. with three openings now. Three openings. It's Washington, Atlanta, Seattle. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you saw this, but Schefter said Belichick is not number one on the Falcons list. I, I don't know that I believe that, though. Well, I like, uh, They've been, they've got done a, multiple interviews with a lot of they've different been really guys. Really thorough, including Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Slowick is. Uh, wow, there's late breaking news. There you go. What you got? <laughs> the Falcons are hiring Raheem Morris. There you go. Okay. Wow. So how about that? Well, good for him. I mean, I good think for that's him. Great. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's a good defensive coach. I uh, thought he did a good job in, in Tampa and kind of got. I know him and Coach Tomlin are tight. They're very tight. He's yeah. been lobbying for him for years. He did a great job. I mean, think about the defense he had with the Rams. We didn't know any of their names yeah. except for Aaron Donald. I mean, and it was pretty darn good. There was, a, you know, a lot of people would talk about that with with some. He certainly deserves a second minority uh, hirings. Yeah, that they don't they don't get the second chance. The second chance, right, right, right. And if you if you look at Raheem Morris's. Yeah, I don't Coaching know his history record. well enough. I mean, he's been with the Rams and been really successful and is super well respected. Tampa went from three and thirteen to ten and six. Then they went four and twelve, and they started off. Uh, he had one year as the interim. But what got, years were those? Like how long? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. He was okay. in Tampa. Yeah, and so Tampa was not a more model organization. They at were that definitely point not. Yeah, you know. um, he got fired after the four and twelve season. A year after going ten and six. Mm-hmm. And then he got the interim job in 2020 in Atlanta, which is where they've got. Oh, some, now he's back. Okay. Yeah, and he went four and seven as the interim. Interim's a tough gig. Man. Before they before they made the hire with uh, Arthur Smith. Okay, I was trying to say, is there somebody in between there or not? Okay, and then he's been the Rams ever since. Yeah, but the surprising thing about this is he's a defensive guy. Everybody says, "Oh, you got to hire offense, offense, offense." Mm-hmm. Um, you hire the best guy. I don't care what side of the ball he works on. You know what worries me now a little bit? Is he going to steal the Rams dude for his offensive coordinator? Potentially. There's some potential for that. Yeah. I mean, I would be very interested if I were him. I mean, or if you're, behind... if you're, if you're Robinson, you go, uh, you don't have a quarterback. No, right. I mean, in, who knows? I, I'm just saying, if you're going to hire Raheem Morris, again, any defensive guy, who's your OC? Right. You know, that's going to be, that has to be almost question number one. No, but good for him. That's a good hire. Yeah. Okay. They are falling quick now. Now we're down to two. Yeah. Now we're down to two. Uh, the Panthers uh, looks like they're going to hire Dave Canales. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the uh, Buccaneers offense uh, coordinator. coordinator this yeah. year. Had been in Seattle before that. He's kind of credited for he turned around Geno Smith's career. Then he turned around Baker's career. Now it's time to turn around Bryce Young's career. But well, he had to kickstart Bryce Young. Yeah, <laughs> they never got going. To it honest, but yeah, I mean that, that's obviously job number one there. Familiar with the division. I think that's a you know, yeah. feather in his cap, too. Um, kind of like the Gannon hire whenever in Arizona. They ripped up the, the East early in the year. 
Um, seems like a good hire. He's only been a coordinator for one year, though. He doesn't have a ton of experience. Yeah, he was quarterback's yeah. coach before that. And, yeah. Um, but two minorities hired in the uh, mm, analysis okay. of uh, Mexican descent. Okay, I didn't, didn't and, know he was of course, Raheem Morris, uh, right. an African-American. So, nice. Good. Um, and, and I, I, you know, in a place, a city like Atlanta, where there is a high population, a lot of the fan base there as yeah, well. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's a... He's a solid coach. Oh, he's a really good coach, yeah. Really good really good football coach. He'll handle the media well. Yeah. He'll handle all the team stuff. Um, he's not just a defensive coordinator no, type. No, I've, you know, I've always been impressed guy, with him. Know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good hiring there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you start to wonder about the Belichicks of the world. Washington seems like you can't go from Pete Carroll to Belichick. I mean, he's running an old folks' home there, you know? It just seems I like. Think about that. Yeah, right. Like, it just seems like a crazy way to do it. Like, uh, we couldn't find anybody older. You, you know, Hallis was, wasn't available, Landry. <laughs> so maybe Washington's a done deal. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't coach this year, or Vrabel doesn't coach this year. Boy, if Belichick doesn't coach this year, does he ever coach again? So here's a crazy. I hesitate to bring this up because I have no information. If you were the Bills, would you hire Bill Belichick? Oh, I can't go there. See, I would. He knows the division. I don't know if McDermott's a bad coach, but he's hit his head on the ceiling year after year after year. If you give him Josh Allen in the AFC Championship game, I like your chances of going to the Super Bowl better than I do McDermott. I hear what you're saying, but yeah. boy, to move on do from... We, Mc... Do we know the Bills are safe? To move on from McDermott would be... <sighs> Maybe Belichick's just asking for too much control. That could be as well, and then which he has every right to. And your, is your GM going to, you know, was it Brandon Bean? Is he going to say, "Yeah, I'll give up control for Bill Belichick"? I, I mean, that could easily be the sticking point. But I also think the second you knew that Belichick's would become available, twenty owners should have pulled to their GM and said, "Do we want to mount Rushmore coach? I got no problem with our guy, but that's Bill Belichick." Yeah. But if Bill's like, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm going to build the team. Like, well, we saw that. Yeah, that didn't uh, work. Uh, well, you weren't real good at that. That's that's the that might be the sticking point. That might Bel- be the sticking Belichick point. says, I want I want control personnel, and they look at it and said, that's the reason why you got fired in New England. Right, you were really bad at that. You were bad at that. We for, don't want to do that. Close to a decade. We don't have a quarterback, and we don't trust you to go find the next one. Yeah, you I, you fell into Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure him and the, and the Falcons went back and forth and back and forth, and if he's not going to budge on that. Nor does he have to. I mean, he could go to a beach and never hear from again. And or, if you, you know, if you believe the story that ESPN wrote uh, a couple of weeks ago about the whole the whole Kraft Belichick thing, Belichick was the one who convinced Kraft that uh, Brady's done. We can we can move on from him. And then he goes to Tampa and wins. You know, yeah, another Super Bowl. No, I think that was like kind of the beginning, of the end for those guys. Is he wanted Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, he 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 thought. And that's that's a Belichick thing. Like they did that with Seymour and a bunch of those dudes. Is he's a big believer, which I don't disagree with. I would sell a guy a year too early than a year too late because you get something for him. But he was wrong. And it, it also, to a certain degree, I think affects how those players then view your legacy a little bit. Oh sure. I mean sure. Oh, you were the guy that warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he wanted to go with Garoppolo. That's why they had to trade him. Yeah. Because he wanted to start him. And then, of course, we talked yesterday about Harbaugh being hired in. Yeah, I guess we did. We're on top of that one. So. Uh, but yeah, yeah, things are happening quick, though. Yeah, so uh, those jobs are filling up. There's still a lot of teams that haven't hired offensive coordinators. I was yet. The coordinator stuff. There's probably there's, next there's, to there's fall. about a dozen openings out there right now. So you wonder though, is Ravens DC or Lions OC 
Are they getting Washington and Seattle? I mean, you Dan Quinn had a second interview in, in Seattle. In Seattle, yeah. Is Rabel not going to be a coach this year? Is Belichick Maybe. not going to be a coach this year? Is is some team out there? I keep thinking about the Bills that was recently eliminated. Thinking about making maybe, a move? Maybe Belichick will go coach Michigan. Vrabel <laughs> won't. No, Vrabel will not. <laughs> Interesting. But I think Johnson's going to be a coach. The Lions Maybe, maybe not this year. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's only two spots. There's only two spots yeah, left. Crazy. I can't imagine anything I'm, else opening up at this point. I, that's what I was trying to think. Like, is Buffalo going to wait you know, two weeks from now go, oh, well, Bel- Belichick's available, so let's go hire him. Like, that would be a pretty see they're, jerky move. But they could do it tomorrow. They could, but I've heard no rumblings. No, the... me neither. I mean, I'm making that up just thinking, you know, because once in a while you see a playoff team that gets eliminated and then makes a move. I don't think he's a bad coach, but they keep hitting their head on the ceiling. They keep, you know, running back the same thing. I mean, they, they could. Allen's not going anywhere. I could see where, where you would look at it if, if you've only been a Bills fan like for like five years. Mm-hmm. If you've been a long standing Bills fan, Sean McDermott is right there with Marv Levy in terms of. Oh yeah, what, winning uh, percentage. I mean, and, they were yeah. they went decades between playoff wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when he took over, they overachieved. Like yeah. I think he's a good coach. I'm not saying it's a move I would make, but it might just be you're not going to change the quarterback. I mean, you're not you already changed the offense coordinator three times or whatever too. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just uh, Belichick's an odd one to be out there. Well, and sometimes you know, and it goes back to the to the old argument that the, well, the Steelers didn't win enough when they had Ben Roethlisberger. You got other guys in the conference who are pretty damn good. Like you don't. Yeah, you he got know. two rings. Nobody else did. Right. I mean, um, you know, you happen to play in the era that then they overlap now with with Brady and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like those guys are are monopolizing. They are the conference championship game. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Ewing didn't end up with any rings. Right. I mean, he was in the East or whatever they call it in the NBA with Jordan. You know, best of luck. Yeah. Anyways, we got to get know. to another break here. That's going to do it for hour number one of the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with hour number two right after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.